Hey everybody, I'm Eric Arnaud and this is day four of the Nerdalogs Presents Your Stories Fortnite from the Heart Celebration. We're turning things a little macabre today with a look at the darker side of love and balladry, starting with a piece from last year's Halloween episode that I thought was just so, so good. Friend of the show and friend of mine, Anna Marsh, shares her experiences trying to write a story inspired by a bit in a Chuck Klosterman book describing Cotard Syndrome, a condition where the afflicted believes that they are dead. So Anna's thought when she read that was, what if someone with Cotards fell in love with a necrophiliac? From this darkly comedic premise comes a tale about proper screenplay formatting, harrowing internet searches, uh, it's it's got some really great turns in it, and in the end, of course, it is all about love. That's followed up by the only place I could think to put this particular ballad, a cover of the Manic Street Preacher's rocked-out version of Suicide is Painless. Of course, that is the theme song from M.A.S.H. Uh, it's definitely done in a power ballad style, but these lyrics are so bleak, oh man. Uh, that's a recording, by the way, from our first Halloween show in 2015. Like I said, we're getting dark today. Of course, before we get to the meat of the episode, I want to share love for the local organization I'm spotlighting in my own personal Fortnite, which again, you can follow on my Facebook page if you're so inclined. Today, that is Deborah's Place, a group that provides opportunities to homeless women living in Chicago, whether that's uh, helping them find housing, a job, healing services, or just building stronger bonds of community. Uh, it's a really beautiful group that your story's favorite Eileen Tall pointed out to me and I am proud to make a donation to them today. For information on their work, you can go to www.deborahsplace.org, and that is Deborah with an H. All right, now for the next 12 minutes or so, just pretend it's October 31st. Do you understand? Do Guys, next to the stage, oh, we've got just a slew of people who've been away for a while and have come back, and that makes me really happy. So this woman is uh, professionally an uh, A&R rep in music, so if you guys have like music licensing needs, she is the person to talk to. I don't know if you would, but hey, maybe you do. It's a really fascinating world. Also, a really great friend of mine, super excited to have her on the show tonight. Please welcome Anna Marsh. I've been trying to get her to come for a while, right? Uh, yeah, this is usually stuff that I only tell people when I'm drunk, and I made the mistake <laughs> of telling somebody who has a podcast this <laughs> There is a bar downstairs. <laughs> you can get drunk again. <laughs> yeah. So I sat down in bed one evening, back when I was about 16 or so, uh, excited to jump into the new Chuck Klosterman book I had just picked up. Uh, it started off pretty typical. He's immediately ranting about the sex pistols and how everyone from Spin Magazine makes fun of his khaki shorts and his obsession with his CD collection. And then I get to this chapter uh, where he decides to hit me with this crazy piece of knowledge. He wrote... French military surgeon Jules Cotard lived only 49 years, but he will be forever remembered for discovering one of nature's most sincerely fucked up mental illnesses. Cotard syndrome is a mental disorder where the victim concludes that he or she is dead. Sometimes the symptoms are more specific. Patients believe they are missing certain internal organs, or that there is no blood in their veins, or that they have lost their soul. 
However, the only the ultimate manifestation of Kotara syndrome is the victim's unshakable conviction that he or she does not exist. It's not that these people fear they're dying, it's they're certain they're already dead. As soon as I read that, I draw my book and immediately thought to myself, holy shit, someone with Cotard syndrome should fall in love with a necrophiliac. <laughs> <laughs> this premise has since become an almost decade-long attempt at uh, turning this into a story and developing these two characters and figuring out how these severely ill social outcasts could form a connection that was actually really quite beautiful and one that's as genuine as any classic love story. But I couldn't just take out a notebook and start putting my ideas down. That would have been too easy. I had it in my head that I wanted it to be a film, and I think mostly because I had this idea for some cool goth bands to do the soundtrack for. <laughs> R.I.P. Neo. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's what I set out to do. I, I wanted to create a film for it, so I bought some screenwriting books. I torrented Final Draft. I tried to figure out how to write a screenplay. Um, I was also trying to do a bunch of research on the characters' diseases, um, but one thing that I was really struggling with was how to get inside the mind of a necrophiliac, which is when I decided that maybe there's some porn out there I should try to watch on the topic. Uh, it turns out that's illegal. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I'm researching how to hack your browser to access foreign porn sites. <laughs> I totally understand why that's banned now. <laughs> I also tried to get more involved with people in the film scene, so I started going out to film festivals, I set up some meetings with professors um, for guidance, um, and then got connected with a few producers to pitch, uh, to pitch my treatment to. Um, the reception was pretty hit or miss. Um, people would be like, so it's a, it's a horror movie? Is it, is it a, like a snuff film? And I'm like, no, it's the love story <laughs> but I did have a few people who were super on board with my ideas and it gave me the motivation to keep working on it so after months of writing and <clears throat> having main, my main points down I sent the script over to the producers who were helping me out so I can get some of their notes on it and I didn't really get notes from them back per se um, the reaction was more so just sort of a laughing in my face of how I pretty much totally disregard the entire purpose of what a screenplay is for. Uh, turns out I basically wrote a novel with a bunch of indented lines and then changed the font to Corey. <laughs> like, I wrote one of my scene headings in poetry form because I just thought that would look cool. <laughs> and even though I knew that the time of day is supposed to be in all caps and separated by two spaces and a hyphen, I guess it wasn't going to fly with them. So this is where my dreams of having a groundbreaking romantic box office hit about necrophilia came to an end. <laughs> but despite some of the horror stories that my love story brought about, um, these characters really grew to become a very real part of my life, and, and they felt like people who have been with me since I was a teenager at this point, and you know, we had faced all these challenges together, and so I haven't stopped writing about them. Granted, it's in novel form now, but I came to enjoy the journey it's led me on so much that if it takes me another 10 years and another round of failed attempts to get it published, I don't know. I think I'd be okay with keeping those crazy characters in my life for a little while longer. Yeah! Out of March, everybody! Would you guys read that novel? I would read that novel. Hell yeah, we got some moves out there. All right. Anna said she wouldn't put this in the actual story, but I'm allowed to ask her. Anna, who 
Who was it who bought your screenplay? Huey Lewis the Sun. Huey Lewis the Sun. I guess it was not the new drug that he needed. Oh, not Huey Lewis fans out there. Huh? All right. That's all right. Slow news day, huh? Oh. <laughs> yes, Jeremy. With the tag. Um, cool. So speaking of us doing sketches, so I'm going to uh, introduce this song by saying that one of the greatest comedy sketches, certainly I've ever written, but potentially of all time, was uh, well, this is for you, Joe. This is a sketch called Monster Mash. So what it was was a mashup of the Monster Mash and Mash the television show. And um, so we performed this sketch where like the plot was a bunch of Universal monsters were trying to revive their fallen friend uh, as though they, they were at like an army military hospital base thing. Um, like I said, a great, great sketch. Fun fact, I always wanted the sketch to end with the line uh, with Frankenstein saying, it not chicken, it baby. But no one got it, so it was changed to friendly fire bad, which I think is also pretty good out. Um, but because of that, I always connect both of the, like Monster Mash, obviously, but also the Mash theme song with Halloween. It's not a very... It's a very dour song. Like, it's definitely one of the most downer songs we've ever played, but it's a great fucking song. Uh, this comes to us by way of a cover by the band Manic Street Preachers, which is a Welsh band that tried and succeeded to combine the aesthetic of Guns N' Roses with the social conscience of Public Enemy. And they're really, really good. <laughs> really, really good. If you've ever read the comic phonogram, you'll know Manic Street Preachers. Super fucking great. Uh, so this is the MASH theme song. This is called Suicide is Painless. That I can see that suicide is painless. It brings a man to changes. And I can take the leap them if I please. The game of life is hard to play. I'm gonna lose it anyway. The losing card of some. This is all I have to say That suicide is painless It brings a man to changes And I can take or leave them if I please The sword of time will pierce our skin It doesn't hurt when it begins but as it works its way on in, the pain grows stronger while it grins. That suicide is painless. It brings a man to changes. And I can take or leave them if I please. A brave man once requested me. That are key Is it to be or not to be 
give it up for Patrick Clappy! Give it up for the Nerdy Dogs! Give yourselves a round of applause! And thank you everyone for coming out tonight. We had a lot of fun. Hope you all did too. And uh, we'll see you next month. This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.